Yo, what up? We are back with another episode of Big Ten Coast to Coast. It's your boy, and along with Matt Lucas. What's up, man? How's it going? What's up? What's up? It's Big Ten tournament time. All regular season Big Ten games are over. So no more mid-10. It's now on to mid-10. I don't know where I'm going with this. But, you know, you know, it's time for tournament. It's March, officially. I don't know. John Rothstein sent the tweet, so it has to be. It's crazy because once before this weekend, only, what, two or three spots were solidified? I think it was Purdue and then Minnesota and Ohio State, right? Were those the only three? Yeah. Yep. It was the bottom two shitters versus the the the, the top guys, top dogs. Dog. That was it. Top dog. Top singular dog, yes. Singular dog. Singular dog. So that's just kind of how this whole year has gone, right? So you got – you had to figure out two through 12 – because everyone yep. was like one within one game of each other. It's crazy how all that worked mm-hmm. out. You have Wisconsin, who is the third to last team in the Big Ten, and they're looked at as being in the tournament still based on bracket matrix and a lot of these bracket guys. Um, how do you feel about their chances? How do you feel about their chances? I think they're slim to none, if I have to be honest with you. I, I genuinely think Wisconsin's kind of sitting in that spot that, you know, I think they're like the last team or the second to last team in the tournament. They either, A, have to go out, wipe the deck with Ohio State, um, and then probably beat Iowa, which I think is both of those things are not going to happen. Um, and then they're also going to probably need help and, and need the one seeds of the smaller tournaments to win their games and not, you know, not have bid stealers. Right. So we got some, uh, I got an updated bracket matrix. I, I checked it a couple hours ago. It wasn't all the way updated and I just refreshed and it looks like it's updated. Um, this is the first one that I've seen in a long time that Wisconsin is the first team out. Um, yep. And I, I think that that's where that's accurate, right? Like they are firmly, about on the bubble as you could possibly be. They're lucky um, they didn't drop that game last night against Minnesota. And it was a close game for a long time. Yep. Yep. And so I, they're they're playing with fire right now. Um they're way too close. They have to make a run in the Big Ten tournament. I'm talking like they're like Indiana from last year. Indiana had to go into the Big Ten tournament and win two games. Yeah. I think, I think at least two. Yeah, I think Wisconsin needs to win at least two. And that's one of those is against Iowa, who might be one of the most you know, dangerous teams in the Big Ten tournament. Again, they're the team that won it last year. Uh, they're a team that can catch fire instantly. You've seen them do that in, in many games. And, uh, you know, even though they just lost to Nebraska, they're a team that could literally beat anybody in the conference. So that's that's me talking about them getting past Ohio State, who has Sensabaugh and Suing and Thornton. Like, they're in trouble. Yeah, and when it comes to Iowa, they swept Iowa this year. And it's very hard mm. to beat a team three times. Three times. It's very yeah. Hard. It's very, very hard. Um it's tough. And when you're and you're and you're gonna be facing off against an Iowa team if you get past Ohio State, an Iowa team who 
has has been playing much better. Uh, they are they are seven and four. One of those losses being to Wisconsin that was on the road. An inexplicable loss to Nebraska. I'm not sure how that happened. Um, but really, like they have losses at Northwestern, at Purdue, to the two top two seeds, which is kind of crazy to even acknowledge. But this Iowa team, ever since um ever since ever since December, they have they've been pretty solid. They've been pretty solid. And we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. But Wisconsin, they've they have been really, really struggling here in the last two months. When I say struggling, I mean six wins since January 3rd. Ever since Tyler Wall initially went down with that injury, they have been not good. Um, they have been what they're now they're six and six and eleven. Six wins, eleven yep. losses ever since he initially went down. Um, they're not the same team. And I'm looking at the Matrix. The Matrix has, out of 70 brackets, um, Wisconsin is in 38 of them. So higher than 50%, but they're in 38 of them. And Penn State jumped them. Yeah. This time last week, Penn State had a maybe one. Was in, was in between one and three brackets throughout the week. But – what Penn State did was they were able to go out and get really good wins. Their last six games, they're five and one. Wins against Maryland, quad one. At Northwestern, quad one. At Ohio State, quad one. Versus Illinois, a very, very good quad two. We're talking about like a top 45 net type of team where it's technically quad two, but the love it because Illinois is still mm. Illinois is still pretty high up in the net. I think they're going to be around either the 30s, somewhere in the 30s, right? Illinois is 33 on the net. So they're only three spots away from that being a quad one. And what Penn State is doing, this is what every bubble team wants to happen to them. Have really good opportunities down the stretch and they go out and seize them and Penn State did. They went out and did that. Yeah. Yeah, they absolutely did. Um, the funny thing is they're in a position where even if they – so their first game of the year or the Big Ten tournament is against Illinois. If they lose that game, right, their wins against Illinois look better. That's, that too. That too. I, that it's, it's a very funny position because all of a sudden that game probably becomes a quad, a quad, uh, a quad one win, right? The, the win we were just talking about that was a quad two right now. Um, and very, very likely that that happens. So, um, I think Penn state is comfortably in, um, I don't know what bracket bracket matrix has them right now, but most of the people that I follow, I think Andy bottoms, um, Delphi and a bunch of the other, IU guys, IU centric bracketologists have them comfortably in the tournament, um, as like a 10 seed. So, um, I, I think Penn state basketball, Micah Shrewsbury, you know, gets them into the tournament second year in charge. Could it be sad when this is Shrewsbury's last games at Penn State? Because there's no way he's there. There's no way he's still there. Not a chance. And if he's there, he's done himself a disservice because he just got there with a bunch of old guys who are not going to come back. 
Hurt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Next year is going to be rough for Penn State for sure. They're missing so much production. Yeah, like they're, just, they're, just they're, losing Jalen Pickett alone is a lot. But I mean, they're basically losing what four starters, five starters. Everyone, everyone. they're probably losing yeah. like ninety to ninety-five percent of their scoring. They lose Cam Winter. They lose <laughs> well, like Seth Lundy. I believe could can come back, but you know what? He would be a great candidate to follow. True, wherever he goes. Honestly. Wherever he goes, because yeah. um, that's going to go to a much bigger program, uh, more NIL opportunities. I'm not sure what it looks looks like there at Penn State, but I'm pretty sure it's not great for men's basketball. So, <laughs> I would assume so. <laughs> you know, so you know him being able to go somewhere else and take Lundy along with him. And now, if there's a Penn State basketball fan out there who's who is listening to this, this is not about us railing on the program. This is just about reality. And reality of the fact is um, Shrewsbury is too good for Penn State. He he went there just to prove that he's a good coach. And he could have very well gotten a much better job. But the fact that he went there to really test himself and really get to that next, get to that next step, that next step is going to be where he really wants to be for the next three, four, five years to really grow something. Because um, what he did at Penn State, I believe he's maxed out what what he can do there in just what a year and a half, two years. Yeah, but I don't think again, if if you're a Penn State fan and you think we're crapping on Penn State as a program because we're making fun of their NIL opportunities, like um, like you said, yeah, I mean it's just reality. But I, at the same time, like what Shrewsbury has done for that program since he's been there, turning them around from literally always the bottom of, of the Big Ten. Too. I know they're a 10 seed in the Big Ten tournament, but they, I mean, they, they could have very easily, if they won one or two games, been the, you know, the two seed, right? They're not that far off. Um, and and they competed this year. They were undersized, like, you know, you name it. And and they were one of, you know, the scariest teams to play. I know Indiana played them. Um, they were scary. But now they Shrewsbury has laid a, like a, a, a framework, right? Like a, a blueprint on how to win at Penn State. Um, that, you know, now if he does so leave, like we, we do expect him to, um, you know, they can go get a nice, you know, hot young coach, um, who's wanting to prove himself and bring him in and be like, look what Shrewsbury did. Right. Yeah. Can you do the same thing? Like, and, and it makes it more attractive to coaching candidates now that somebody has used Penn state kind of as a, a, a launching point. Right. Um, and there's no reason why Penn State can't slowly become, um, you know, what what the Texas Techs and Iowa States of the world have become, right? Where it's like good young coaches go there, they set up the program, they win, they go to the tournament a couple times, and then they leave, and then you replace them with another promising young coaching candidate, right? Like Penn State can become that. They're not going to become Indiana. They're probably not going to become Michigan State, right? But they they can be. Uh, competitive every once in a while in the Big Ten, just by making the right coaching hires and and, and letting their guys succeed. Um, so the national production is going to be a lot different, especially with the younger recruits. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so again, that 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 framework has been set by by Shrews, and so um, yeah, I, I think uh, you know, however far they go in the Big Ten tournament, and then however far they go in the NCAA tournament, I think that'll be his last games in a Penn State. Penn State coaching position. Yeah, I agree there. Um, don't want to skip over Nebraska because I I think that they've done an exceptional job uh, in terms of um, competing. And what they're at what sixteen and fifteen now? 
So they yep. should qualify for the NIT if given the opportunity. Uh, I believe it's five hundred. Is five hundred or better? Correct. Or is it over? Correct. No, it's five hundred or better. Okay. So they have a situation now where they're going to face off against Minnesota, who they should beat. They should beat them to go seventeen and fifteen. Probably lose to Maryland. No, who 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 knows there, right? But. They they can they can take Maryland again. Maryland's a team that like when they play at home is fantastic. When they play on the road, not so great. And this is a neutral site, so it might as well be a road game, right? Um, you know, you're not you don't get the home cooking, you don't get the rims, you don't get the calls. Uh, that game is very winnable for Nebraska. They've won five of their last six, six of their last eight. I mean, you're yeah, they're hot at Iowa against Maryland at Rutgers versus Wisconsin, and they beat Penn State. You're talking about three or four tournament teams right there. You know? Yeah, and at Rutgers, at Iowa, are, are two of the, the better wins um, yep. in the conference, honestly. <laughs> Iowa doesn't lose games at home. Indiana knows, and, and Michigan State knows very well. And, uh, you know, Rut- going to the rack is not an easy thing, even with how bad Rutgers has played down the stretch this year. Yeah, that's 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 been one of the weirder things. I I know that Mag got hurt, but I didn't see that type of flip. You know, like I just didn't see that type of flip. It it seems like one uh, he was more important uh, defensively for them than than people gave him credit for, and and two, um, it's kind of thrown off the chemistry, and they're in a funk. Like I just watched Rutgers and I watched them offensively. And earlier this year, they were doing everything, uh, you know, basically without thinking. Right? It, w- it was more instinctual. Um, you know, they're doing it with confidence. And I was watching, you know, the game last night against uh, who were they playing? They were playing uh, with Northwestern last night. Uh, and I'm watching Paul Mulcahy basically think about everything he's doing. Right? Just like completely in his head. Um, and it looks like the whole program is like that right now since Mag has gone out. So, you know, they're in a bit of a free fall. I think they've won – I think they've lost like seven of their last nine um, or something ridiculous like that. It, it's it's they've it's like a strip of red. It's like a um, – yeah, they've lost six, six, six of their last, last eight. eight. Yeah, yeah, so six of the last eight. Um, you know, they're in a bit of a free fall right now. And then they're playing Michigan, who I think – you know, given what I saw out of, out of Michigan last game against Indiana, you know, Michigan can play with the big boys. Um, and so, and what Michigan just came off of beating Rutgers as well, um, very recently by you know, handling handling them like manhandling them. So, uh, I I don't really know what to think of this or what to you know make of this Rutgers team right now. Yeah, it's. It's really, really sad because, like, when Mag went down, I'm sitting here thinking, hey, you know what? That could be a loss. But at one point this season, like, I was considering Andre Hyatt the top six man in the league. Yeah. And so, he was really yeah, good. So I'm just like, man, this just means more minutes for Andre Hyatt to step into that spot and be that guy. Um, but I, But it just hasn't materialized like that. And yeah. it's kind of showing that, you know, no. like there are there are things Mag did that that didn't show up in the stat sheet, that didn't show up from a chemistry dynamic standpoint. And this is something that that team is they're they're just missing. They're really missing him. 
they're really missing him. And it's weird because I view, I view and I don't understand how he's fallen off so much, but someone like Cam Spencer, right? Cam Spencer, very good, very good, very good player. He started Mm. out the, he started out just on fire, just killing it. Now he has had some games, you know, here and there, but he's not as consistent, right? He could have, you know, 20 in one game and then like almost go scoreless in another or have like nine get to with like 20, then right. like seven. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, and, and from a defensive standpoint, he was really good too to start out with. And then you have Mokehi just being that, just being that tough two-way guard. And then you have McConnell who was finally back from injury with what was going on with him. Then you're looking at Cliff, what he does with cleaning up and being that guy in the paint. And and we still undervalued Mag's impact on that team. And I just felt with pieces that that shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't have happened. No, no, absolutely shouldn't have happened. This this is I mean, say unacceptable is is a little bit dramatic, but I you know, it's not it's not ideal for Rutgers in, in in any sort of way. And I think Rutgers fans would be the first ones to tell you that, that they're probably severely disappointed in the way the team has been playing as of late, um, given how they started this year. Yeah. I mean, they are like, they are like, they've been upset the last couple of weeks with how they've been playing and they're in the doldrums quite a bit, but they got to understand like, Hey, look, you do have rooting interest this year. You are still technically, Seen as being a tournament team, uh, you're in 60 of the 70 brackets that I'm I'm looking at here. Um, you know, you're as high as a nine seed in some, as low as an 11 seed. But at the end of the day, like you have to, you to not sweat, you have to win this game. You have to win this game. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. This is a big big game for both teams. Uh, Michigan is 54 on the net, and then you have. Uh, Rutgers is 40 on the net. So still really good net. Um, they do have three quad three losses, which is a lot, <laughs> uh, but no quad fours. They have no quad fours. They have um, they have five quad one wins. And, but they haven't been good lately, which is the, which is the big issue. They just haven't been good lately. Um, yeah. Michigan. And the tournament committee takes that into account. I think it, this is not college football. Like they're not going to look at your overall resume and just take the resume. The the committee will base their decisions off of your current form, really, yeah. and, your, and recency. Yeah. They're going to look at how they are post Milwaukee. Right? Like, yeah. hey, this this is not the same team that I've been looking at. Um, so that's right. Helpful. This is not the same team we've been charting and watching and 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 you know trying to catch their games. Yeah. So. So whenever there's like a big injury or you're missing guys in games, they're going to take note of that. And saying that, they're also going to take note of that Ohio State game they lost. They're going to take mm-hmm. note of that too. Um, how that, which was a BS game. I mean, you're talking about that's another quad one for them, because um, Ohio State is yeah sixty third. So that would be like their sixth quad one. Like, will it count towards the metrics? No, but 
anyone who is anyone, especially if you're on the committee, you're going to acknowledge the fact that, okay, Rutgers wins this game, but because of, you know, this, this call, there's one thing that if a call turns, if it turns momentum, if it allows another big thing to happen, and then, then there's like a train of big things, but literally game is over when that, Game was completely over. Yeah. And that call took away a W from them. So I think Absolutely, yeah. They're also gonna keep that in mind as well. Um, and it's not people gonna say, Well, just well, they gotta get together every bad call. Hey, every bad call that literally changes the end result of a game, yes, because that doesn't happen. Do bad calls happen? Do terrible, egregious calls happen? Yes, they do, but there are not many calls you can literally look at and say that W was literally taken from them. You're talking about fraction of a second left, fractions left, and the guy steps out of bounds, and he's able to still shoot the ball, like catch and shoot, right? So they got robbed. They got robbed. Yeah, they they got absolutely robbed, so I, I, I think yeah, Rutgers puts Michigan out of their misery. They're in. If Michigan puts Rutgers out of the tournament, then like you said, I think they're they're sweating it out. Yeah, it's like doom sweat. Like not the feel good. We're like, okay, I think we're in, but I don't know. It's like, ugh. like, like, it's like, yo, I think out, but yeah. I don't know if I should watch this or not. Um, you're you're rooting for the favorites in every game from from here on out. Like there there can be no upsets. Exactly. Um, when, when we're talking Michigan, like you said, that they they can play with the big boys, um, and it's sad. It's really sad the way that their season has gone. Um, you know, being able to have you know veterans to get you through veteran guards to get you through some of those growing pains early would have been beneficial to this, to this team. Um, But it did make guys like Kobe uh, and Doug really grow up a lot faster than what maybe Michigan wanted. Um, But at the same time, um, they've been playing good basketball as of late. They are a tournament caliber team without a tournament resume. That's kind of where they are. So, like, I think they are as good as any any seed between six and maybe eight. They're as good as any team in there. But and they're and that's how they're playing right now. But but games just don't disappear from November and December when you're struggling against Eastern Michigan on a neutral who is ranked in the three hundreds on the net when you're losing to Central who's like 330 on the net when you're going to overtime to Ohio and winning by like one or two possessions when you're playing a Lipscomb team and you're down by, by like four or five with three or four minutes to go. Um, when you're beating Jackson state by what nine or 10 and then Jackson state goes to Indiana and loses by 40, like that stuff doesn't go away. That stuff doesn't go away, and that's really unfortunate for them. Um, and in my opinion, like they either have to go to the BTT championship or win the whole thing. I think winning the whole thing, of course, they're in. 
But even going to the Big Ten tournament championship is still – they're still sweating, still sweating on Selection Sunday. And they did it to themselves. And when it comes to the bracket matrix, I love the matrix. Uh, they are in two, two brackets of 70. Two brackets of 70. That's kind of, you know, that's that's just where they're at right now. <laughs> they're in two of 70 brackets. And, uh, and you know, they kind of did it to themselves. That's kind of where where we're where we're at and um I like their shot. I like their path as well. Uh you have a Rutgers team that mm-hmm. you that you just beat a couple weeks ago. Uh a Rutgers team who's struggling, desperate for the twin, but they're but they're struggling. And then you're gonna play a Purdue team uh who has also struggled, uh who has also struggled in their last uh in, in in their last several games or so. Against Illinois, they were up 51-27. Illinois came and I believe took the lead or tied the game late. Uh, and they end up winning that one. Wisconsin, very close game. They win by two. Before that, they won only two of the previous six. So I mean, they're not finishing the way that they should finish, and that's kind of showing up in the bracket matrix where they are where Purdue and UCLA are, it's like you don't know which one's going to get that last one seed. Right now it has Purdue. At, they're at 1.41, and UCLA is 1.59. The only, the only unanimous teams who have a one seed are Alabama, Kansas, and Houston. Of the 70 brackets, all 70 – all seventy say that um, say that they are a one seed. When it comes to Purdue, I would say about forty percent or so, around forty percent, uh, say that uh, say that they are that they're forty one percent say that they're a they're two a one seed, and they're sixty ish percent say that they're a one seed. So right. pretty split on Purdue and UCLA, and when you look at their Side by side comparison, um, you guys should look at that. It's really, really close. Really, really close. I would say a blind test, you would go UCLA, honestly, uh, but it's very, very close. It's very, very close there. Um, but that's a struggling Purdue team, and if you're Michigan, that's not a that's not a bad matchup for them, especially for a team who needs really good wins. Uh, and then you know, play the winner of Michigan State and whomever. Uh, you've already beaten Michigan State, and then you have – I don't think they're afraid of any of the matchups, whether it's Ohio State, Wisconsin, or Iowa. Um, I, I like – I don't think there's any team here that Michigan can't beat, and I think you can see that for about nine mm. or ten of these teams. That's why this, this would be a great tournament because most of these teams are very close right now. I would say overall, Purdue's been very – has been the most dominant, right? But right now, right yep. now, you can see that they have been – what's the word? They, they've been human, right? They've been human. They're 500 in their last eight games, right? So that's where a lot of these teams finished, yep. roughly around 500 in the conference. And I, I think Purdue is on the same playing field as everybody else, right around that 
on the same playing field as as these teams and who have you know you have Indiana who was 12 and 8 then like the worst of the 500 group was Nebraska at like 9 and 11 right <laughs> so you have, you have 11 teams yeah. who finished yeah. uh between 12 and 9 wins for the conference and that's kind of how Purdue has been playing the the last several games so i don't think you hate that if you are if you're a, a Michigan team but i think that this whole tournament is, is going to be wide open absolutely i again it's they don't call it the mid 10 this year for nothing um i <laughs> i think the only team that can't win a tournament is minnesota i i will go out on a limb and in say Wisconsin. that i don't believe in wisconsin Minnesota. I, I don't believe in Wisconsin either, but it, I, again, it wouldn't surprise me. Tyler Wall gets in form, right? Like, I don't think, I don't think that's the craziest thing. I, the craziest thing would be Minnesota. I think even winning a game. So, uh, yeah. Um, Nebraska and Kisei goes full. Carson Edwards just averages forty in Minnesota. I like that. That's not crazy to me. Like, I, I think they're a better team. They've been playing Hoiberg. Um, you know, they're, they're a team that can get hot in a game. They're not just Kisei, right? And I love Kisei, don't get me wrong. But Kisei, I think I think Walker is a force inside. Uh, you know, we've, we've, we've talked about uh, Gris, you know, Griesel on here before. Like, I, they're a good collection of players, and they have a good coach. That wouldn't be, that wouldn't be ridiculous. Ohio State has talent. Um, and I know people have sold Chris Holtman, to, you know, to the highest bidder, but I, I don't I personally still think there's a there's a good coach somewhere somewhere there. Somewhere in Chris Holtman there's a good coach. And clearly he, he pulled it out at, at you know at Butler. Um you got, the, you got a pro and you got Justice Suing, like you got guys. There's guys there. There's guys there. And if Zed Key's back isn't broken for the one millionth time this year, then his shoulder, bro. His shoulder back, knee, hip. Yeah, if he's if he's healthy, this team is much better. Um, and like I, I go down the list, right? I think every every team here, can, you know, other than Minnesota, can win. Um, back to Michigan, quickly back to Michigan. I I personally believe if they win three games, they're in. By three games, I mean they have to make the the championship game. But I think if they win the championship game, they're in. Just based off of um, if you go and look at their their schedule, they will have won at that point six of the last eight with the only two losses being at Illinois and at Indiana by a combined two possessions um, by six points. Then they're going for a play-in at best. They, yeah, they will, be a, they will be a play-in team. They'll be a lot like Indiana last year. Again, I, I keep bringing this up, but again, Indiana had to play their way in, had to beat Michigan, had to beat Illinois um, to make the play-in game. And then they ended up winning the play-in game, right, and, and making it into the, to the – But Indiana didn't have a quad four loss, though. That that's true, but again, like like we've said before, when I talked about uh, Rutgers, right? The committee wants you playing your best basketball right now, and so they will be willing to disregard, not disregard, but um, overlook to a certain extent that terrible Central Michigan loss. If you're in your last eight games, you have wins over Michigan State, probably twice. You have a win over Purdue and a, two wins over Rutgers. I just, I just don't see it. What are their two best non-conference wins? Um, that's a great uh, Pitt 
is not a bad one. Pitt, who was on the bubble. Pitt was on the bubble, but again, they'll, they'll probably go far in the ACC tournament, given the fact that the ACC is very mid. Um, and Lipscomb? <laughs> exactly. Like... They're, they they don't really have a good non conference win. Um, I would I would say worst like worst case scenario you have the close loss to Kentucky. You have a close loss to Virginia on there, and I know they don't get rewarded for losses. A close loss to North Carolina. Any close loss to this team. A close loss to that team. Right, right, right. But they're gonna have to prove which they haven't done all year. Right, they're gonna have to go out of character here, um, and they're gonna have to win some right. close games here to get to the the tournament final. Which I, look, Michigan teams have done this before. Michigan teams show up for the Big Ten tournament. This is this is historically a thing, right? Um, you can ask yeah, Indiana fans. That's, that's, that's not the same. That's not the same. That's that's not the same. And, but, but it is. But there 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 is there's something to be said about a team having success in in, in the Big Ten tournament. You know. Historically, what, ask Indiana was, fans what they think of the tournament. Indiana fans, we go we go into the Big Ten tournament expecting to lose the first game every single year. Yeah, but J, but look, JB had what twelve years there and was twelve and zero in the first game. That's true. How's Juwan? What's Juwan's record in the Big Ten tournament? I don't know, but he lost a seventeen point lead last year. That's all I know. That is true. I was there. I witnessed that first person, first hand. I believe two and one or one and one because of the COVID year got suspended. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So. One and one or two and one? Okay. One and one or two. Either, either, either way, either way, either way. I again, I wouldn't be crazy to me though for Michigan to to make the tournament final. Uh, like I said, I think any team outside of Minnesota can win this thing. Two and two. Okay. No. 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 They're two and because like, remember against Maryland, that's that was the, mm. that was the detergent fight. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 Yeah, so they were one and one. They so they're one and zero. Oh, so he's two and one. He's two and one in in opening games. Opening games, two and one. Right, right, right. It's better than Indiana's overall record in opening games. Not gonna lie. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing, by the way. Can, uh, for those that don't know, okay, Indiana is absolutely cursed in the Big Ten tournament. Go look at in, Indiana's Big Ten tournament runs. You know, like you had the twenty thirteen team, right? They lost. Um, in the semifinals, you go know, the 2015 2016 team that was a four seed loses to Michigan on a buzzer beater, right? Like, Indiana teams just don't win, they just don't win the Big Ten tournament. They've actually literally never won the Big Ten tournament as a program, right? Which is just absurd. So, um, given the, the amount of success, confirmed on what he's he's gonna go off for 40 on Friday. Yeah, I, I, look, that would be the least surprising thing that's ever happened. Um, honestly, let's talk Illinois because that's that's uh, that's kind of next year. Illinois team, yeah, let's do it. Illinois team, they have been, um, you know, for a team that who you know came in with Sky Clark, Jay Neps to run the team, and then Sky Clark leaves the team. Then you have Jay Neps who's dealt with the concussion stuff uh, over the last few days. Um, he should be available for this game, but Illinois has been was swept by Penn State this year. Once again, very hard to beat a team three times, and but like they 
beat Illinois fairly easily both times. But but we've seen it this year where teams can get swept, get blown out, and then they end up losing when it comes to their conference tournament. Um, what is your take on Illinois right now? Okay, so I think Illinois is a good collection of players, and they have been all year. That is lacking a point guard, and I think lacking a dominant big. I, I don't. I look at the roster, and I think Dane Danger was supposed to be something that he's currently not. Uh, you can ask any Illinois fans their opinions of Danger. Um, and again, this is this is the reason why you don't rely on freshman point guards. Ask Michigan. You know. Ask Illinois uh, how they're doing with point guard play. And even Indiana to a certain extent, right? Purdue fans will say, but, but, but we just won the conference. We just won the conference. Yeah, but you are not going to go far in March because uh, your point guard's going to get picked on at some point. Uh, yeah. You know, so again, you know, senior, you know, you want quality aged like almost like cheddar. You need, you need, you need old, good cheese. You need old, good guards. Okay. It's the same thing. (laughs) Right. Cheddar cheese. Right. 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 I'm with you there. I'm with you there. And and that's what Illinois is lacking. And you, you posted a meme that, you know, some of the IU faithful were getting mad at, but you posted the meme of, of, you know, Courtney Ramey going to Illinois. I think I brought this up on the last podcast too, but I really needed him but really, really did need somebody uh, of his ilk. Um, and that's clearly plaguing Illinois. And they're about to play a team where, you know, Penn State knows who their, their I guess, not point guard, but point forward is, right? They have, a, they have an yeah. identity. Like, like Jalen Pickett is going to have a ball in his hands, and he's going to be creating for his teammates, right? Like, and, and they know that, right? And Illinois lacks that, right? As one one trip down the court, you know, it's, Ter- it's TSJ. And then – the next trip, it's it's Matthew Mayer, and then it's oh maybe it's Epps, or or maybe it's Sincere Harris, or maybe it's Ty- like they're running. It's so complicated. Like they, I feel like they're overcomplicating it, and they should just stick to Terrence Shannon Jr. having the ball in his hands and running stuff for Matthew Mayer around Coleman Hawkins. Like play around your best players. Which is yeah, which is tough because because Terrence Shannon is always best being created for and then being able to counter any type of closeout or any attack. He's got a lot. But they don't have a choice, yeah, right? They, that's they, true. With what they have, they have to work with what they have. And currently, you know, it will not be using TSJ, you know, Terrence in, in the best way possible. But, like, I think for as a team, right, like that's what you need. And he's gotten better on the ball. Uh, he wasn't doing mm-hmm. these things last year. And I think putting him in those situations early in, like, November – December has got him ready um, to be more on the ball and be more comfortable on the basketball um, now in February and now March. Um, do you do you think he's done after this year? Um, so am I. I've heard he's 50-50, and I think it's going to depend on like mm. like where he falls in terms of just like I don't know, just like where he falls in the whole like in the whole process, like he's probably going to declare he'll probably get an invite to the combine. Um, but right. if you're looking at the draft next year's draft, isn't as, isn't as tough 
where you can work yourself into the first round possibly because he's already older. He is who he is. Um, but is that what you're pitching to Kobe? <laughs> is that what you're saying to Kobe right now? No, uh, no. Like if if I'm Kobe and you you get a first round like it's like like no, like, there's nothing yeah, to yeah, talk yeah. about. I'm gonna hit up the the graphic specialist at with the uh, basketball team. Like, hey, look, put this in a letter and post it. Like, thank you for everything, Wolverine Nation. But I've decided to put my name in the NBA draft and intend to hire. Uh, an agent in my last game at Michigan already happened, blah, 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 blah. Cause then, but right. Him and Jalen Hutchfino. Jet as well, probably, right, who have played their last games. Yeah. It, it is what it is. And it could be a situation like with Franz. Because when after Franz's first year, he didn't even go through the draft process. But people are saying he would have gone like late first. He would have gone late first. And he didn't even go through through the process. And people mm. were like, hey, well, I don't, why didn't you – like, he went – he just didn't say anything. And people were like, okay, is he staying? Is he going? And then he was like, I don't know. I, I knew I was coming back. I didn't think I needed to say anything, <laughs> right? So it could be something like that with Kobe right. where he thinks that yeah. you know, he's not done being a college student. Um, I think you can look at a really good comparison for him uh, NBA draft wise and decision wise, it's going to be Terquavian Smith down at NC State. Terquavian Smith really blew up late, right? Um, and was looking at to be like a guy you could take in the twenties uh, this past year, and he he decided to come back to school. Now him coming back to school, um, draft guys still really like him in that same spot, twenties maybe in the teens. Um, he didn't really help his draft, but what maybe what he was able to do was able to mature a little bit, right? Mature a little bit, go about mm. his next year as like, I got to work on certain things and show certain things. And he certainly has. And you're looking at North Carolina State, you know, they're looking at it to be a 10 seed right now, but they're an ACC team where you really don't know where they fall. Um, but that's, but but that's a dangerous team. If you are a a one, two, or three, you do not want them on the eight, nine, ten, eleven line. You do not want to see that team. You don't want to see Joiner and Smith because they're going to eat your guards alive. Eat your guards alive, and that's what wins in March. So that's what wins. So, um, I kind of went off <laughs> off on a tangent with North Carolina State, but. Um, but that's someone similar to Kobe is uh, is a uh, is a uh, Turk Smith. So we'll see what he ends up doing. Uh, it's not a it's not a thing that happens either way. But I was going to post that sometime today about about uh, Turquavian Smith because fans just think Kobe is gone. If I was in his camp, I. I would probably say to go, but really evaluate like where he's at mentally. Uh, Cause you want to make sure that he's in the right headspace when he does make that jump. Cause do you think he was in that mindset coming into this year? Probably not. Right. right? He's in that mindset next year and that elevates his game. No. Now you're lo- looking at someone who's really a sophomore age wise, who's probably going to be picked somewhere in the, in the lottery. And now, 
their pay just jumped by double. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of decisions coming up in the Big Ten. Um, quickly, who's your who's your favorite to win the Big Ten tournament and why? Can we go through the tournament together? Let's go through it. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do go it. through Let's it. Do it. Let's do it. Like we don't plan this stuff out. We just do stuff. So. No. Yeah, we're just here talking. Like this is this is this is what we do. <laughs> every every day for hours. All right. Yes. First round is on Wednesday. Uh, yeah. Ohio State, Wisconsin. I think you and I are going to agree on this one. I'm going to pick Ohio State here. I'm going to pick Ohio State too. I'm going to pick Ohio State too. Um, not a good team, but talent wise, they're not afraid of Wisconsin. No, you think no, they're not. And I, I think Wisconsin's so mid, and they're so bad. But like, I, again, I, they they could totally go and win this. That's the weird thing. Like, I I could see it. I could see it, but they're not. I I I'm fully expecting them to lose their first game. Ohio State's won two of the last three games. Yeah, yeah Ohio State's playing better for you know how bad they've been this season. They they're playing better. They beat Illinois. They beat Maryland. It was a close game at Michigan State, a game where, like, they couldn't even do – like, they couldn't really do the the senior thing. If they did, they 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 did it, like, with, like, a couple seconds left because that game was close. They couldn't do the sub-out thing with, like, a minute right. or two left. Like, they had to – like, they had to close that game out, and they played them very, very tough. And, and uh, you had a Michigan State team – who won by six, but they were lights out from three, 12 for 20. Like you're talking 54.7% from the field, 60% from three. So from two, they were what? 17 for 33. So <laughs> they were. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. They were struggling. They were like, no, not struggling. Like they were still like 51 or two percent from from two but they were lights out they were lights out not a lot of turnovers Michigan State played a game where they would usually win by about 20 they'll usually win by about 20 so I, I got Ohio State over Wisconsin as well and it's all because of they're on a neutral and I don't think there's anything that that Ohio State believes they don't believe that Wisconsin Pound for pound is better than them. No, no, they don't, and they shouldn't because they're not. So, I, again, Ohio State. What about Minnesota, Nebraska? Kisei, I'm gonna go with Kisei. Kisei Tominaga. I feel that Minnesota is checked out. I think they're completely done. Um, I think they're you know they're going to be excited to play in Minnesota, but they're eight and twenty one on the year. They have. Um, they have what four wins since November twenty first. Two of those against a high major op- opponent. Uh, I just don't see it. I'm sorry, yeah. I don't see it. I, 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 they're the, the worst team in in the Big Ten by far. They they might be the worst team in the Power Five outside of like Louisville and Cal. Cal, they're they're close Cal. though. They're bad. They're really bad. Yeah, they're really bad. And I would say if Minnesota and Louisville met on a neutral, it's probably a pick 'em. It's probably a pick 'em. 
or it's going to be like Minnesota by like one and a half. Like that's how that's how that's how bad they are. Like they're a really really bad team. Really really bad team. Yeah, they're a bad team. So again, I, I'm Team Nebraska as well. Um, so, oh, how about Georgetown? They're are they better than Georgetown? Uh, no. I'm going to tweet that out right now. I'm going to say we need a. That's a good question. That's a really good question. I think they're better than Georgetown. I think they have a better player. Oh, I'm going to make like, uh, I'm like, like, yo, like, who wins this tournament? Like, that's <laughs> the thing, though. It's like Minnesota's a bad team, but they have good talent. Like, I think Taylon Cooper's not that bad. I, I don't think Jamison Battle's that bad. And I think Dawson Garcia has promise. Like, oh, like, you know, like, there's, there, it's Wahab, I guess, on, on Georgetown is okay. Like, I don't know. Oh man, yo, uh, let's see, four team, four team tournament bracket. I'm one hundred percent making that. I'm one hundred percent doing that. Like, I'm, I'm the best of the worst, or the worst of the worst. You mean like who loses or who wins the matchups? Ooh. Oh my goodness! And I'm gonna do it like the way the um, I'm gonna do it the way the uh, you've seen it at um, like like Battle for Atlantis. So the bracket goes two ways: goes left and right. If you win, you go to the right. If you lose, you go to the to the left. I'm gonna right, do that. Right, 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 right. I'm gonna do that. Okay, do that, do that, do that, do that. Um, uh, all right, Rutgers or Michigan? Rutgers or Michigan? I'm gonna. I I think Michigan is just playing a lot better right now. I think. The- I agree. I agree. I agree. Iowa or Ohio State? I'll tell you mine. I think Iowa wins this game because I I think well you'll see my my bracket, but I think Iowa goes far in this tournament. I, uh, I am you Iowa. I'm an Iowa believer. Nebraska. There's also Nebraska, but like Ohio State got the I think they match up pretty good between this will be a fun game to watch the neutral by the way. There'll be a lot of offense in this game. Not a ton of defense. Doing is all is like Chris Murray light. Yeah. Yeah. He's Chris Murray but with like less drive. Diet. Like diet sugarless. <laughs> yeah, diet didn't take his wheat, didn't eat his Wheaties this morning. But you know, just like he say, if Bryce Sensabaugh just goes nuclear, like if you got dangerous dudes like that on your roster, anything can happen, bro. Anything can happen. I'm going Ohio State. You can go, you can go Iowa, but I'm gonna go Ohio State. I'm gonna go o- Ohio State. Which is absolutely insane, by the way. That is insane. So you have Ohio State matching up against Michigan State on Friday, Game Seven of that day. Interesting. All right, uh, Penn State, Illinois. Penn State. 
I don't think Penn State is going to beat them three times. I'm going to go Illinois. Mm, see, I, I believe in Shrewsbury. I think Penn State wins this. You think so? I know how impossible it is to be a team three times, but if there is any team that's going to beat Illinois three times, it's the team that beat them by a combined 40 in the regular season. <laughs> fair. You know, fair, fair. I'm still riding Illinois. I'm I'm still. That's fair. That's fair. I see both. I see it both ways. But I, I'm going to go with Penn State. One, just because Furry, and two. But, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I saw it yesterday where a, a team had swept someone by like 25 and then like by like 20. Then they lost to them by like 10 yesterday. So I'm, I'm going to ride with Illinois here. I'm going to ride with Illinois here. Um, because this team is this team has guys who have been to the tournament. They have guys who have won a national championship, been to the Sweet 16. They got multiple guys who have seen the second week weekend. I think they're gonna come through and at least get to Friday. At least get to Friday. Mm, interesting, interesting, interesting. So that's a I mean, yeah. I'll set up an interesting match matchup uh in the next game, which we'll talk about. So Maryland, Nebraska. You think Nebraska's gonna win against Minnesota? Yeah, we we went over this, right? No, we said, hey, we're like, hey, this could happen. Da, 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 da. I think Minnesota's gonna win one in Minnesota. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think so. Dawson Garcia is healthy. Jameson Dow is gonna it's... be healthy. Talon Cooper can have a good day. Could have a good game. Nebraska also swept them, and Nebraska's not a great team. And if you're not a great team, do you really think that you could beat someone three times in, in a row? I don't care. I'm not picking against Kisa. <laughs> I'm going, I'm I'm going Minnesota is gonna play Maryland, but Maryland's gonna win that game. Okay, okay. We'll 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 just move on from that because Maryland versus whoever wins the first game, and we'll just put Maryland in the next round. So yeah. you had you and I both had Michigan playing Purdue on Friday. Yep. So yep. I'm gonna go with Purdue, but I would not be surprised in the slightest if Michigan wins this game. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I'm also going to go Purdue, and I think that solidifies Michigan in the NIT, finishing 18 and 14. 18 and 14, yeah, with a loss to Central Michigan. Okay, uh, you have Ohio State here. I have Iowa, but the winner of Iowa, Ohio State versus Michigan State. Michigan State has been playing like the Golden State Warriors the last week or so. Week or yes, so. they have. Uh, they are going to be on a neutral, but when they shoot a bunch of threes, those dudes are hard to beat. Why? Because they got dudes who can hit a bunch of threes. They got Hauser. They got Akins. They got Tyson Walker. They got they got dudes who can put them up in bunches, and the ball is going to go in. Hogard is unplayable, by the way, when his outside shot is going in. I mean, he's one of the hardest players to guard in the Big he's Ten if he's hitting an outside truck. shot. He's a truck. He is a he's truck. a truck. Truck. He's a truck, and if he's hitting an outside shot, then you have to actually respect that, and he can just blow by you like a truck. So Dude, I have Michigan State in this game, by the way, regardless of who they play. He's so hard. to. He's so hard to guard already. Now, if he's hitting jump shots, I mean – He's an, if he's hitting jump shots at 40%, he's an NBA player. 
but he's not always doing mm-hmm. that. So I agree. No, he's extremely inconsistent. When that part starts to go, it's it's just you know shake their hand and you know see you next year. Move on. Yeah, exactly. All right, so Michigan State moves on to play Purdue. Um, Northwestern. We'll go with Illinois for 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 this sake, but Illinois Northwestern. I think Illinois wins. I agree with you. I th- I think if Illinois makes it to the Northwestern game, they will want to beat Northwestern for the beatdown that they took um, earlier this year. I think Illinois wins that game. Illinois did come back and beat them. Remember that? Northwestern At home, yes, but like they – Crazy. Like, Boo Booey went off for like 30-something that, that game. And they yeah, had yeah, to claw yeah. back, and they came back and made some big plays. I just think Northwestern is on a high right now. Um, like they had a celebration, they were hugging, a lot of emotions right. um, when they, you know, won their last game. I just, I just feel that they're going to be a little bit too excited, and they're going to be too. They're like, oh, we're okay. They're a two seed. They're probably going to be a six seed in the NCAA's. If they lose this, they, you know, they may still be a six. They may get back to that dreaded seven. Who knows? But. Um, Northwestern's had a great year, nothing against them at all, but I just think that, I just think that Illinois checks all the boxes. The issue is the backcourt player Northwestern trumps Illinois by far. Like that's the issue. If Boo Booey and Chase mm. each have one of their inefficient games, it's going to be, a, it's, it's going to be a long day. But if Chase Adige and Boo Booey are just being average, then on top of that, guys like Matt Nicholson are just owning the paint, just being just like like freaking Greg Ostertag, just doing the little things, just taking up space. Then you have Barron hitting threes, Ty Berry hitting shots. I mean, they're very hard. They're very hard to they're hard to play because they know where they fall on the totem pole. They know they know the pyramid. Right, they know Boo Boo is one, Chase Audis is two. Yeah. Everybody else feeds off of that, and everybody knows that. A lot of times, there's some, there's some dissension. There's some, eh, I want to be the guy. I want to be no. It's don't. Those are the guys, and we need them to be good. And they know that. Their team knows that. The coaches know that. And because they have a, such a defined vision of who they are, that's why they've been so good this year. Because they haven't. They didn't really need to figure out who's who. Like they found out who's who day one. Day one they find out they found out who was who. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I'm still gonna go Illinois. I'm still gonna go I'm so I'm going Illinois. I'm going Illinois as well. And you know what? I, I, I think they found something against Purdue with having Sincere and Ty Rogers just being absolute menaces on the basket. That's why they came mm. back in that game. And you know, like I think Underwood's gonna gonna try something like that, but he showed his cards. Collins is a very good coach. Very underrated addition to this year's team is Battle. Battle from that state. Mm-hmm. I think he he understands how coaches work a bit, and I think they're gonna be ready for that tie sincere matchup. So it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a chess. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a chess type of matchup. If Illinois is gonna be the team to go on, I really want them to because I want to see that matchup. Um, 
or you know Penn State Northwestern in the quarterfinals. I don't think if I don't think have they ever played in the quarters. Probably not. Penn State. Northwestern, Penn State. That's probably I, would, the first I highly match doubt it ever between those two in the quarterfinals. Probably the first ever. Yeah, yeah, that would I that would not I that would be a safe bet I think so. Um, yeah, I, I have Illinois winning that one as well. So Maryland, Indiana. I got Maryland. I want to agree with you, but then like my heart says no, but <laughs> my my brain says yes. To be fair, Indiana and Maryland only played once this year, and it was at Maryland. And Maryland absolutely smoked them. So this is the second time. Indiana, one of the teams that Indiana only got once was Maryland this year. And the only game they had was at Maryland, which I feel like is an extremely unfair draw um, because we didn't get to play them at home. I don't think they match up well because you have Jameer Young, who has shown to be a top five guard in the league is one, but two, Maryland's good on the wings. I don't think Indiana's good on the wings. Yes. And that's their weakness. Akeem Hart has been really good this year. Really, really good this year. Donald Carey been a bit inconsistent. I get it, but he's someone who's who's been who was um who was able to you know come out and give some good minutes there. Dante Scott is always a tough matchup. Race Thompson and uh, and all those guys are gonna have their hands full. And then Julian Reese, he's like a Walmart version of TJD. Um, yeah, he is really. You know, when it comes down to um, when it comes down to how the game is played, I just think that the the one through four favors Maryland, in my opinion. Um, and that's nothing against Hood Shafino. He's not a point guard in real life. You know, he's more of a combo. And I think Samir being that CG, being that guy who can really run the team and initiate, score when he needs to, pass when when he needs to. Um, right now, J- JHS is a point guard because they need him to be, right? Because he is the only guy on the roster exactly. that can play point guard. And yes. if he's not in, you have, you, have, you have Galloway, who's been – honestly, he stepped up big time this year. and. That's awesome for him. That's great for yeah. him. But when you're looking at just how these teams match up, I'm on the side of Maryland. Their wing play is their their wing play trumps Indiana's. And I feel that if that's very lopsided and Jameer Young is the point guard that he can be, I just feel that that's going to be too much to ask for TJD to go out there and do his thing when he always needs to be fed. He, he doesn't bring the ball up and go get his. You know, he needs to be fed. If guys around him are struggling and they get after those wings and get after those guards, they can't even feed TJD in places where he, where he wants the ball. So that's kind of where I'm Right. And, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I, like People might be like, hey, but like, you know, Indiana swept Illinois this year which is fair. And Illinois has some of the best, if not the best wing play in the league. Um, And it's like, well, Illinois got a problem at center and a problem at point point guard, right? right? Which matchups against Indiana's two strengths are the two best players. Whereas Maryland doesn't really have that problem. I I would say Maryland's one of the more well-balanced teams as far as their roster construction goes. 
um, in the Big Ten. Uh, they don't really have a ton of holes. Um, so I, I agree with the Maryland take, honestly. And I, I, we'll put Maryland through because, again, Indiana just doesn't show up for the Big Ten tournament. Though I think if Indiana gets past the first game here, I think they're in the championship game. Um, very, very good know. shot, 100%. 100%. Even though they, they in in this situation they would have to play Illinois for a third time, and you know about teams beating, you know, sweeping three games, but like, yeah, I, I think Indiana makes best first. They are in the tournament final. If they don't win the first, they, they, they're very well could lose the first game though. All right, so Purdue moved on. We had Purdue moving on. We had Michigan State moving on. So Purdue, Michigan State in the semis. I do want to talk about Michigan State here for just one second, like. The fact let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Even a four seed, like you know, mm. Shem Wow, who was a um, used to be an MSU manager, back on March first, went through all the scenarios <laughs> for Michigan State to become to get a double buy. Right, went through everyone. Needed right. Ohio State to beat Maryland. Needed Penn State to beat Northwestern. Needed Illinois to beat Michigan, needed Minnesota to beat Rutgers, needed Purdue to beat Wisconsin, needed Michigan State to beat Ohio State, needed to needed Purdue to beat Illinois, needed Penn State to beat Maryland, needed Nebraska to beat Iowa. You needed nine results to happen, and all of them did. Nine results. This was tweeted out by Spartan Tailgate on March fifth. Um, and the author, the author was uh, the Shem Wow. Uh, his name is Jake. So that was, um, I thought that was really impressive to one break that down, and then for that to actually come to fruition, it was really impressive. Especially when you go back and look at how how close some of those games were. We're talking about some double overtimes. You're talking about some one to two possession games, and for all those to work out the chances of that happening got to be very slim. And the main reasoning is because that Minnesota game wasn't made up. Michigan State, Minnesota, um, that game was postponed due to the incident that happened on campus, that unfortunate incident. And the schedules never moved around. And at one point in time, Michigan State needed Rutgers in Minnesota to almost bump a game up by one. In order to even give space for Michigan and Minnesota to play. And it's funny because when they wanted them to move up, they said, Rutgers said no. Guess who lost to Minnesota on that day? Rutgers lost. (laughs) Minnesota (laughs) beat Rutgers, a game where they had to come all like. Like Rutgers was owning in that game. Like they were up by double digits late and they ended up blowing it, which has happened a lot over the over the last couple weeks, which is insane. Yeah, Rutgers is checking. People need to understand like them going to a four seed is like is a miracle based off of that game. Is a miracle based off of that game. Um, all right. So who we got? Purdue, Michigan State. We have Michigan State, Purdue in the semifinals. I think this game comes down to two factors. One, you have Purdue who's been slumping as of late. Again, they've lost, what, four of the last eight um, games, going about 500 in the league to end 
um, the season. And you have Michigan State, who is not only on fire um, you know, as far as shooting the ball, but I think they've, you know, they have Izzo, right, who gets his team ready for March, right? They always seem to peak just around this time, um, finally putting things together. Um, and, and they have what I think is the, the game changer in this game, which is they have the best guard play or one of the two best, you know, sets of, of guards and guards play um, as, as team-wise in the league. Yep. Um, and you're going up against a team in Purdue that has shown, you know, over the last eight games especially, like their weakness is guard play. Um, so I, I, I think Michigan State probably takes this game. I agree. And I just think that Michigan State overall has, has, has just been playing really good basketball here. Just really good basketball here. And they've been able to shoot the ball at a high clip. You got you got Tyson Walker, you got Blake Hall, Joey Hauser, Jaden Akins. These guys can light it up. These guys can shoot. These guys can shoot like high quality, high quantity of shots. Like there's a reason why they were able to hit 12 of 20 in their last game. They have been outrageously. I believe they're shooting over 50% over their, over their last few games. And that has been, that has been, nuts. that's been absolutely nuts. What they've been able to do. Um, I also have Michigan state and I, and I think a big thing is going to be if they can – you can't really neutralize Edie, but if you are able to make life hard for him by having him catch it out to 12 or 13 feet where he's a little bit less efficient, uh, you're going to be a lot – you're going to be a lot better from the standpoint of making Purdue play a different way. Whenever Edie is having a little bit of issues – um, not even a lot, just a little bit of issues. Purdue really struggles because then you have to play a different way. And it's not like they've been getting a rhythm this entire time, feeding everybody else, getting everybody touches. They've been force feeding a lot. Maybe they have some quick hitters for, um, you know, maybe Brandon Newman or Fletcher Lawyer, um, the hitting guys for, for some, you know, spot ups. But if they're able to, you know, force Ethan Morton to take some extra shots, uh, forcing guys who really aren't heavily relied upon. This is a game that Michigan State can win, especially when you're on a neutral. So I'm with you there with Michigan State beating Purdue here. Yeah, and again, the you know the teams have showed over the last couple games the way to beat Purdue is to make anybody but you know Zach Eady be the second guy, right? Eady's going to get his. And you've got to do like your best job at limiting his shots um, and making him work for it. But as long as you can kind of key in on the guards and make their lives, you know, hell, like you can beat Purdue. They're win- it's beatable. It's winnable. Um, so I, I got Michigan State yes. winning this game. Okay, so we have Illinois, Maryland in the other semifinal, the six and the seven seeds meeting um, in the final four of the bracket. Um you have Illinois winning this one or, or Maryland winning this one? This is an interesting matchup. It is an interesting matchup. Uh, Illinois and Maryland, they played only once, right? I believe so. I looked it up right now. Um, but So I know they lost in College Park. 
Yeah, so Illinois and Maryland also only played each other once. Yeah, so Illinois or Maryland only played Indiana and Illinois once this year. Both. Hmm. And I think both teams are a little bit different because I believe they played him. They they played when um, Sky Clark was in the, was was in the rotation. Yeah, they played Illinois in their December, first right? Big Ten game. Yeah. And both teams, both teams have adjusted, and neither teams play the same. And um, and I was when Maryland was playing like one of the best teams in the country. Um, now Maryland is still what a top twenty-five team, but you know yep. you're looking at you know you're looking at a tough. You're looking at Illinois. You're going. You're looking at Illinois in their third game. Maryland, Maryland in their third game. I think the wings match up fine. Once again, I think Jameer Young can be the 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 difference maker, and I don't think there's anything scary uh, for Julian Reese in that game. Uh, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Maryland no. goes through. I'm not sure where where you're at. I am gonna disagree here. I think if Illinois makes it this far, um, tournament being in Minnesota. I think there'll be probably a lot of Orange Crush faithful at this game. Um, Orange Crush faithful go anywhere. Like they, they will go anywhere. And to South Dakota, like it don't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's like I genuinely believe that this game um, would be a pseudo Illinois home game. I, I don't think Maryland fans are going to travel all that much for this game, um, especially to cold Minnesota. Um, and so I'm going I'm to say Illinois is going to have the edge here. I, I just, I think for once Maryland is not going to have the, you know, the upper hand as far as wing play goes. Um, I know we just talked about how good Jameer Young is. Um, but I, I think again, if they, if they can get past Northwestern, I think they can also get past, I mean, I'm talking about Illinois here. If they can get past Northwestern, I think they can also get past Maryland here and end up playing Michigan state in the title game, but we'll go with your bracket, which is, uh, Maryland winning. So it'll be Michigan State, Maryland in a Big Ten championship game. How about you argue Michigan State, Illinois, then I'll argue Michigan State, Maryland. Okay, okay let's do this. That's easier. All right, so Michigan State, Illinois, um, I think Michigan State probably takes that one. Um, again, that'll come down to guard play. I think they have the wings to match up with, with Illinois' wings. I think uh, in the matchups this year, between Michigan State and Illinois, I believe Michigan State um, split with Illinois this year. Am I am I correct in saying that? No, they only played once. So they only played once, and they lost at Illinois um, by nine. Um, and they, that was at a time in which uh, Michigan State probably – not probably, definitely wasn't playing to, at the level they are now. Um and so again, I think I think Michigan State probably takes that one. Also, they would have a game less played in the tournament. And I think at at that point in the championship game, you know, Illinois played four games. Yeah, this will be the fourth game in four days for them. And I, I think that would just take a physical toll um you know on any team that plays. I think Maryland's gonna be in the same boat. Um and you'll probably mention that a bit, but um I, I think Michigan State probably takes that one. I do think I do think Jaden Epps does does help out with some of that depth. Uh, I believe they're going to have to go, you know, maybe even like 
several minutes for Brandon Lieb throughout the tournament just to give Danger and, you know, Coleman a, like a quick breather. Um, you know, more time for Luke yeah. Goody, RJ Melendez. They have, they have legit bodies um, where they can't really stay with their six or seven. They've got to play probably like nine or ten guys throughout just to make sure that you still have a shot to win in the championship game. Um, just just to have the wheels, but um, I am uh, I'm with you there. Now I, I think if they play Maryland, if if it's Maryland, Michigan State, I would I think Maryland would would uh, win that game. Yeah, uh, I I just really? think that even though Michigan State has the better backcourt, um, in the in the way that they they are shooting a lot of threes and they're getting. They're able to um, the way that they're able to the way that they're able to um, you know really put a lot of pressure on the opposing teams because these because they're not they're not just shooters right they're more than that um, they are they are they are really good at um, they're really good at getting to the cup getting to the mid-range. And when, when you're looking at Tyson Walker, I mean, he's been as good as anybody in the country in terms of being that dude on the ball. Do, yes, he is. He's one of the best players in the country. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you need a bucket, there's not a lot of people in the country, you know, outside of maybe like Jamal Shedd, um, I'm trying to think of anybody. There's not a lot of names on the list above Tyson. There's Walker. not a lot of dudes who like, like that dude is a little assassin. But yeah. the one thing that Maryland has going for them is that they're 60th in the country in opponent three point percentage. Um, so mm. they they do have more length than other teams in the conference. With Dante Scott six eight, Akeem Hart six eight. Um, you have Donald Carey, who's also a bigger guard. You have Jameer Young, who's about six two, six. I believe he's about six two. Is he is he six two? Or is he six? I think I thought he was six. I always confuse if he's six three or six one. For some reason, for some reason, I want to say, I want to say he's six one, and not six three. Let me see, Jameer Young. Okay, he is six one. He's about six one, one eighty five, one one ninety. But he is he is a good size for a point guard. He's not this like skinny dude. Um, he's not Doug McDaniel. He's right, not five foot ten. Exactly, exactly. But um, they've got guys with some size. You know, Donald Carey is six five. Um, uh, they play Ian Martinez. He's about six three. Uh, they. They play this guy named uh, Patrick Amelian. He's about six seven, six eight. Like they have really good length, uh, especially on the wings and at the guard spot, to hard contest. And the way that they play defense, uh, they do a good job at limiting teams uh, to hitting three point shots. They, they do a really good job at that, um, especially when they're playing away from home. I mean, I believe away from home they're around they're around thirty percent. They're forcing teams to shoot. So so we'll see how something like that happens. Of course, if you know this is like a like a made-up tournament, but um if Maryland is able to do that to Michigan State, 
uh, it's going to, you know, Michigan State is going to have to to adjust. But Maryland has has been playing really good basketball. There's a reason why they are, um, you know, there's a there is a reason why they they've been playing well. Like they have what they're what eight and four over their last twelve. Um, they've lost the last two on. They've lost. They've lost the last four, yep. five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> they have eight straight. Well, not eight straight, but of their eight losses, they've all been on the road. They've all been on the road. Um, they are. A, a, they are a different team at home. But if they're able to. If they're able to defend the three, I think they'll have a really good shot against Michigan State. Yeah, I agree. But I, I, I do think, again, I in both case scenarios, I would take Michigan State just because they're going to be the fresher team. Yeah, they could be the they could be the fresher team, uh, even though they don't really have a lot of depth because um, you're you're really playing. Mm, that's true. What, seven dudes. They're really playing seven dudes. They're not going to play Brooks that much. Brooks will play just because of how the tournament is kind of laid out. But when you're looking at Brooks, um, well, Cooper's always a low-minute guy. Looking at, like, Trey Holloman. But they're going to really play, like, seven dudes. Then you're going to have other guys in spots playing maybe 10 minutes, if that. But most of these guys are going to be playing 20 minutes plus in every game. Yep. So you have Maryland winning the Big Ten tournament, and I have Michigan State. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Crazy you also have Indiana losing go game one. Like going chalk is boring. You know, we're not like who Purdue's going to win, Michigan State's going to win, Northwestern's yeah. going to win. You know, chalk is and boring. Then Northwestern, you know, Indiana will be a good game, but Boo Booey takes over and he goes to the, then Purdue. They're just playing really good right now. Purdue versus Northwestern, and then. Purdue, Zach Eady, just way too much. Like, that's just, like... And Chalk is never how it yeah, happened. Chalk never, never And, works. of course, that's going to going to be how it, it goes this time, just because. But but uh, I think going through and, like, talking it through like that, you, know, you can make sense of every pick that we made. I think you can make sense. Yep. Because, again, any team outside of Minnesota and Ant says Wisconsin can win the damn thing. So... <laughs> You're gonna put that back on me. <laughs> hey, you said Wisconsin. I didn't say when Wisconsin's in the semifinals, I'm blaming you. But it's true. It's true. I I'm I don't see it. I'm sorry. I don't see it. I just don't see it. I don't see it, brother. I don't see it, brother. But yo, uh I think I think we're good. I'm excited about these uh, all Big Ten teams. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, the second and third team are going to be interesting. How these they're going to be spicy. Uh, there are going to be oh. some people that are going to be very upset that their favorite player did not make it. Yes, there because there's a lot of second third team type dudes this year. A lot of them. Yeah, there's a lot of mid. There's not a lot of not a lot of first teamers. That one that's pretty much secured. That team is. That team is what? Going to be Pickett, Trace, Edie, um, uh, uh, Murray from Iowa, and who am I missing? Shannon Jr.? 
I don't know. Whoever Boo Booey, Boo Booey, Boo Booey, Boo Booey, Boo Booey, Boo Booey, Yeah, I think Boo Booey probably makes first team. Shannon maybe. Robbie Hummel had Jameer Young in there. I can see Jameer Young. You One know, of those three guys, either Jameer Young, Terrence Shannon Jr., or or Boo Booey will be the the fifth guy. But I even Hunter Dickinson. Um, uh, I would have Hunter as two. As a I think Hunter Hunter's on the second team. A second team, yeah. I have them as a yeah. second team. And um I don't know. It's in I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. I does Kise Tomanaga make an all big ten team? Will he? Oh no, he's not. He should be third. I'm putting he's on my third team. He should be third team. He should be third. Hold on. Let me look up uh let me look that up real quick. Let, let me go to uh Real GM because I want to see his numbers against um in Big Ten play. Let's go Big Ten. Uh and let's go conference conference regular season. Regular season, and mm-hmm. let's go to where Kisei Tomonaga is. Kisei is 16th in Big Ten play, 16th in Big Ten play in scoring, and, and number one in my heart. <laughs> and if scoring is what he does, and he's still not a top 10 score, I don't see it. Yeah, yeah, that would be tough. Does, but... Is Kobe Bufkin third team? Mm, I think he's first team all talent. I'm not sure. I'm not sure because of how mid Michigan's been this year in total that they'll actually get a ton of votes that they probably deserve. Right? Like, Jets yeah, all, all first team freshmen. Yes. Yes. I think Hutchfino should win freshman of the year. I think people will vote, vote for Sensible for that. You think they would? Yeah, I think Sensible wins that, even though I think Jalen Hutchfino probably deserves it. Seeing as know, he's literally the second best guy on Indiana, the team is in a top three seed and, and probably going to be a top four or five seed in the, the NCAA tournament. I don't. Oh. I've seen a lot of people like tweeting out what they would vote and everybody has sensible. So that's crazy. He only, he only averages two points more on a terrible team. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of these awards were kind of just like by committee voted on in November. That's crazy. In November. <laughs> yeah. In November. I swear. I swear to God, like two months into the season, everybody had, you know, Sensible had Matt Painter coach of the year and had had Edie player of the year. And I think, I I think there's a real there's a real shout for Trace to be player of the year in the Big Ten. And I think Chris Collins being coach of the year and Purdue not winning a single Big Ten award while winning all of those awards nationally. Collins, coach of the year. Yes, and it's only because like they were they were. They were picked to be like Minnesota this year, basically. And I will say Edie wins player of the year, but I have Trace. I I think Trace is the better player of the two of them in Big Ten play. I think I think TJD is better on, on both ends. 
even though Edie is a yeah, Edie is a Edie is a dude. I mean, I mean, I I, I just think Trace is. I mean, people are going to hate this argument, but Trace is a senior, and he means more to, to his team on both ends of the floor, and he's literally the only reason why they're even a good team. More than Edie, with if Edie wasn't there, where's Purdue? That's true. They're they're both they're both they like, like you can't take either one away from their team. Like I, that's also true. That's also true. But I just think Edie has just been. And I know Trace has been the dude, but uh. he—he's Trace is like I think he's third in the conference in assists. He's fifth. He's fifth. Sorry, fifth, fifth, fifth in assists. But so he averages like almost five assists a game. He, he averages four point seven. Yeah, he does. I get it. Trust me, I get it. And he's first in blocks. I'm not going to argue against Edie getting it. I'm just saying personally, I I'm voting Trace, and I it's okay. I am biased. So argument. this is how Illinois, Illinois. This is how Illinois felt when Ayudusumu didn't beat Luca Garza. By the way. Yeah, but Luca Garza was putting up like ridiculous numbers. I'm hey, look. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. This is how Illinois fans felt with. I- and I and and I I I agree with Illinois fans. Okay, I I. I share in their their hurt, but somebody's got to win this award, and I do. I do think it'll probably end up being Edie, but I, I would vote for Trace. If Kofi Colburn came back this year, would Kofi be in that no. of the year disc, disc, discussion? You don't think so? No. No, he would be a honorable mention third. <sighs> Matt. I'm telling you, they would be because they'd still be missing a point guard. Matt, they'd still be missing a point guard, and also he would be like that team would take a lot of shots away from him. They didn't really have, have a point guard last year. Like, yeah, Trent but the Frazier, team would take so many shots away from him. Like, like real, like those are like combo guards. You Coleman, Terrence, and Meyer all have to take shots. Okay. He's he's taking less shots than he did last year on this year's team. He'd probably be a better overall player. Third team honorable mention. Like uh, I said, no, 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 no. no. I'm talking like like between the the three of them, he would be the honorable mention of the three. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, no, 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 no. He would be he would be first team. Well, like, okay, okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I I'm not that delusional. I'm not that delusional. Okay, everybody on the podcast, I need you to hear me out. I'm saying of the him, Edie, and uh, Kofi, Edie, and Trace, he would be third. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay, that makes that sense. That makes much better sense. Woo. Okay. Let's clear that up. R.I.P. to Matt's mentions. Yeah, no, 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 no. All right, all right, all right, bad, 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 bad. <laughs> But that would have been, I mean, that, this conference would be insane. And I think Illinois would be like a top two seed in the Big Ten if that happens. I think they would probably replace Northwestern. What if they brought him back and had Courtney Ramey? That, 
that team wins a national championship. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. I it's not like you're la- like I know you're giggling because you like agree with me, but like I like they would have a a true point guard. Okay, that that season they would have the best wing duo possibly in college basketball. It would be it would be arguable. Um, yeah. You'd have you have DJ Wilson at the four. I mean, now we're just now we're just importing players from nowhere. No, but with Coleman Hawkins, I'm saying Coleman Hawkins is like DJ Wilson at, at the uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you'd have you'd have Coleman Hawkins at the four, who would probably be the worst player of the five. Which is which is crazy. Or yeah. a legit draft prospect be like your your fifth option. And then the only thing that would scare me would be the bench, but you're still bringing off the bench there. You're bringing off Goody. You're bringing off um, our- maybe Sky Clark stays because he's now under Courtney Ramey's wing. Right, right. You have RJ Melendez. Um, you got Epps. You got Epps. If you need defense, you got some Sincere Harris coming off the bench, and you got Dane Danger coming in for Yeah, you have. T- that that team is ridiculous. The only thing that would hold that team back, I think, would be Underwood. <laughs> that, that, that would be a crazy team, though. That would be a that would be a crazy team. That would be crazy. I would love to see it. I would love to see it, just from like a Big Ten standpoint, just to shut these pundits up. Big Ten gonna get a million billion because I'm like, I'm like they say that because they know a lot of big Big Ten teams shouldn't make the second weekend based off of their seed. Like, yeah, you have a bunch of seven, eight, nine, ten seeds. Chances are they're gonna lose to the yeah. one or the two. Like, you're not, you're, like, you're not adding value to the discussion. You know? Right, 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 right. But yeah, I, I that Illinois team would be ridiculous. But we've gone off the rails now. We're talking about Kobe yeah. Coburn returning and Courtney <laughs> Ramey. And I'm not sure when they announce the awards. I think it's going to be um, just like sometime. Well, if it's not tonight, then it's tomorrow, surely. Tomorrow, yeah. But sometime in, in the next couple of days, because they play on Wednesday, so pro- probably tomorrow or Wednesday, I would say tomorrow Wednesday. And then my network, we have our our own awards dropping as well. Mm. So that should be fun. We did three teams, and then we got like coach of the years that we got all defense, all that fun stuff. So that should be fun. That should be fun. Should be <laughs> probably more. <laughs> when is that? Uh, hopefully by tomorrow. Hopefully by tomorrow, Maddie. Hopefully by tomorrow for sure. But that's all I got, man. That's all I got. That's all I got. That's it for me. I'm I'm looking forward to being in playback from you know twelve to whatever. <laughs> 12 to 12. <laughs> Eleven a.m. to whatever every day oh, from man. Thursday on out. Oh man, I, man, this is it's championship week, and it's not even going to be big ten games. It's going to be like like every conference. People would be like, so and so's down by two with four seconds left. Let's let's go over there. You go over there. Oh, we got overtime over here. <laughs> I'm so excited for the by tournament, and I'm so that is going to be the like the most fun I think I've had with people ever. Oh, 
I can't wait. And they're all staggered, so you don't get the same game. Right, exactly. I can't wait. I can't wait. I cannot wait. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Selection Sunday is going to be next Sunday. I'm excited. I'm excited. It's the best time of the year, man. It's best time of the year. It's up there with like November. That's like the best True. time of the year. Because you got a little bit of everything being mixed in. The start of basketball, the big football games, and you got the NFL. You got everything going on. Got a little bit of everything going on. But and now it's March. I mean, you have basketball is front and center. NBA playoffs coming up soon, and uh, hockey and baseball are starting up. Yes, Maddie, we got Bachelor on tonight. I'm mm, let's go. Mm, mm. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. But yo, that's that's all I got. Y'all be easy, man. Matt, cool. We got we got two pods in three days, which is a record. Let's make it. We got. We should get on here for about the the Big Ten teams and talk it about works. our grips. Yes, let's let's trash people. I can't wait. I I'm down. All right. Bye, Ant. Later.